Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Please, take my hand. Now, open your mind to me. Please, open your mind. Open your mind. Open your mind. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6, talking about the most important story of the week, which might be the most important story of the year this week. As we uh, try to figure out what is really going on with Trump's strikes on Syria, there's a lot of dissent, actually. And uh, even people on the right are scratching their heads about this. Callers, commentators. So let's uh, let's get into it. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. We got a, uh, we've gotten numerous calls like this, but right before the break, we got a call uh, uh, that we've been lied to many times. I think the caller used some examples, including the Gulf of Tonkin incident, uh, which I don't know if people realize this, Jim Morrison's father was the admiral who orchestrated the Gulf of Tonkin what was really a hoax. Um, that just opens a can of worms for me of like, what was the counterculture really all about? But uh, let's reserve that for another time, actually. We really should reserve it for another time. But uh, I, I'm here with Binkley, my producer, who uh, cut some clips for us. We'd actually talked about this ahead of time because the chemical weapons story, I personally debunked the first chemical weapons attack story a couple of years ago, and that was later verified by the UN investigation that they thought the rebels were the ones who used it. And I basically didn't take the subsequent accusations very seriously because fool me once, etc. But we have been fooled more than once, even in recent times in the Middle East, both Iraq and Libya used atrocity propaganda to um, get consent for those wars. So I, I want to demonstrate to you stuff that we know uh, was was used to falsely convince us. Uh, Binkley, what was the let's do the first one. Uh, do you want to give us a little backstory on this? or This is the Naira testimony. Naira was a 15-year-old girl who in 1990 testified before the Congressional Human Rights Caucus to what she claimed to see in a hospital um, that was an atrocity story that was used to get public and congressional support for the war. And it turns out that she was the daughter of one of the um, ambassadors to Kuwait and that a PR firm from had, Kuwait. I think it was the wasn't it the Kuwaiti ambassador to the U.S.? The Kuwaiti ambassador to the U.S. Yes, you are correct. Yeah. So she was here. She was Ku- Kuwaiti. Right. And then, yes, the other thing. Keep going. A PR firm, Hill and Knowlton, was paid by 
a group called the Citizens for Free Kuwait, which got funded about 99.99% by the Kuwait government to put the whole thing together. And and here's the thing, I want to just make an aside, is that when I read about, I read about that Citizens for Free Kuwait, and it reminded me of the Syrian civil defense thing, which is called the White Helmets, which was established, it was founded by a British military intelligence officer, and it's funded by USAID, which is a CIA front <laughs> operation. Yeah. That's what the White Helmets is, reminds me of that. But this chick, gal, young girl, whatever she was, she was was coached serious so when yep. i when when you see people th- this story is not only interesting in the actual atrocity that they fed us and that cost a lot of lives and and as you pointed out during the break we're still in iraq like get get your mind around that um this was 1990 i think right yes 1990. and and uh we're still there and uh, but but she was coached on the acting part of it and that's what you need to understand when you see people acting now eventually the way they have technology now people aren't even going to have to act they can just graphically create these kind of scenes but they also tested public opinion how public opinion reacted to the various stories and they found that the public reacted most strongly because they would send out what's called news alerts that's really interesting and i'll tell you I see. So when the Parkland shooting happened in Florida, I saw for myself and I also was a victim of it. But I actually saw as as a researcher on the Internet, the doors closed. It was like get smart, like door after door after door was shutting on the Internet in rapid fire. You might be too young for that reference. But uh, so it just was I could see the Internet shutting down right then and there. And I thought, Why had they given us all that truth in the first place? I knew that we were getting stuff on the Internet because they wanted us to. Because you can't find certain things. You get rickrolled when you look up, uh, you know, um, I remember a Rick Perry ad from when I lived in Texas that was really damning. And you couldn't find it on the Internet. It would stop in the middle and, you know, you'd get rickrolled. But when they, um, so they were shutting, shutting it down and I thought that the reason they had put all that truth out there and really crazy stuff, stuff like Robbie Parker, the father of a Sandy Hook victim, laughing the day she she died before an interview. I mean, it was just crazy, crazy stuff that just cannot believe it's still on there. And I believe that all that stuff was a massive 10-year psychology experiment on how information travels how to control people's reactions to it how to predict it the amount of data that was generated by what were limited hangouts like they give you real information and then um but it doesn't actually bring down the regime of the people who gave it to you like edward snowden i think was limited hangout but they but even that you know they they i don't want to go on and on and i so i'll stop but uh, I believe that that psychological testing, they've probably done so much testing of it that they have, they could manipulate us. It'll be forever until humanity evolves enough to be too jaded to fall for it. Right. It's the same theory that Cambridge Analytica is using, and they're acting like that's new now, but this is uh, the same Psychographics yeah. and that kind of thing? Yeah, that's interesting. Well, anyway, after that like insanely long intro, let's, uh, let's hear Nayira's testimony Clip four. I saw the Iraqi soldiers come into the hospital with guns. They took the babies out of the incubators. Took the incubators and left the children to die on the cold floor. 
That was horrifying. That was acting. Don't question the children. I mean, it's upsetting, you know, because her story, I know she's acting. And I don't even want to diss it because it's such a terrible story. But it wasn't true. And think about it. She's 15. They're really exploiting her. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> what about that seven-year-old kid in Syria yeah. where they asked her, what do you want? Please, please bomb Syria. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's sick. Anyway, uh, I got more. I've got Libya smoking guns on that, too, but I'd love to take a call. So let's go to Sarah in Athens. Sarah, you are on with Monica. How are you doing, Sarah? Um, I'm doing okay, Monica. What you got? Um, so I guess just I'm not really um, right or left. I'm just sort of in the middle, single mom, and just following the news as I see it and as I hear it. It just seems like total crap. I don't understand... Um, I know that for a long time now, there have been these routine <clears throat> um, drops in Syria, you know, where they're dropping chlorine, um, which isn't, you know, it's, you know, technically, yes, it's legal to use um, any sort of chemicals, but under the UN law, um, nothing is really regulated of, you know, <laughs> other than, you know, if it's, if it's chlorine, it's basically fine. And we know that that, you know, it's common knowledge that those types of bombs are used over there. It's been, it was ignored by, you know, the Obama administration has been ignored, you know, up until. I don't know now, about that. Until- you think that's common knowledge? I'm not sure I believe that. I, I mean, I think all people have to do is Google, you know, and I mean, which is, it's really stupid. That, that I mean, like I said, you know, I'm not even a re- very politically minded or driven person. And, and I have, and, you know, I know this information. I think that it's, I mean, easily accessible. Well, let me ask you a question, Sarah. Just, do you, yeah. do you know uh, how many bombs Obama dropped on Syria last year? Obama. No, no, and I, do, I actually don't know that. Which 26,000 last year and wow. over 20,000 the year before. You don't see that on the news? Well, and we know that, you know, there, we, if you can look and plainly see that there are people saying, oh, that these are, you know, this last drop um, on Saturday, that the people were showing, um, you know, the same signs that, you know, that they had been exposed to chlorine gas. And, um, like I'm, I'm just, I guess I, what I'm also concerned about is, you know, yeah, I know that we are now trying to determine whether sarin or any other type of, you know, serious nerve gas was used on these people, but who is going to determine that? It's not like the UN, I mean, the, in 2012, you know, UN sent in like dozens of countries for, you know, to try and, I mean, basically, they've been monitoring Syria and what's going on there for so long. It's like I said, you know, and like you were saying earlier, we're not this world police. You know, this isn't Team America. Um, and it, it's just like, it, who is that left up to to determine whether or not they're really worthy? Serious okay. Gases yeah. So so here's like what I, I would say is that I am not a fan of the UN. I don't believe that they're I do not consent to an overarching government that has the right to come in and tell my country what to do like this is the 25th anniversary of waco and if russia or the un or whatever sent 100 missiles into texas like we sent 100 missiles into syria yesterday in response to waco which there is no question what happened there and it was on the heels of ruby ridge so it's not like it wasn't a pattern 
Uh, I still don't recognize the U.N.'s authority to do that. But if you think that anyone has the authority to do it, it's not just some other country who expects its own sovereignty to be respected and not respect the sovereignty of others. It, it, if anyone were to have the authority, it would be the U.N. And the U.N. 2012, they did. They conducted a lengthy investigation, and the best they could determine that it was, was that it was the rebels. They were going to send in... The investigative team was supposed to arrive in Syria today to determine that. Russians have already said that the that the chemical attack uh, was nobody died or it was a false flag attack or fabricated staged event is what they said. And actually, when you look at the pictures of the canister, the one of them that busted through the roof, it landed on the bed and didn't break the bed and it wasn't open. So I I'm not. You sound convinced that the chemicals were used over there. I'm not even convinced of that. But I think we're in total agreement that we that uh, this is not the way to solve that problem. Tweet at me at Monica Perez show uh, more after the break. Monica Perez. Maybe it's something really cool that I don't even know about, you know. On News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. High today of 82. Tomorrow's high 65. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. I, uh, I'm going to take a call. Gene in Powder Springs, go. Yes, hi. Uh, I was wondering about uh, the chlorine gas. Uh, chlorine gas, I think, is used in air conditioning on uh, commercial air conditioners. These uh, very strong air conditioners that cool really? a lot of air. That sounds horrible. <laughs> I know. But uh, the other thing is uh, I'm thinking that maybe this is just uh, – uh, you know, they must get pretty hot over there in Syria, so they must have that kind of air conditioning systems uh, where you use chlorine, uh, so they have to produce chlorine to for the air conditioners. Well, chlorine exists, and I use it in my bathroom. So if you want to say there's chlorine in Syria, I will agree with you there. Yeah. I've never heard that in the air conditioner. If that's true, that's yeah. kooky, but I, I'm not, you know, I, I what believe, do I know? Anyway, keep going. Yeah, I do believe that they use chlorine in air conditioning uh, and commercial air conditioners. Yeah. Uh, The other thing is that it's possible that maybe the rebels uh, put some canisters of uh, chlorine in a a building and goaded the the Syrian uh, military to bomb it. And then, just like like it happened in Iraq, where they they goaded the United States and Iraq to bomb a building, and and they had a lot of uh, people inside of it, and they killed a whole lot of people. Uh. Because they go, they have, they put a soldier oh, in yes. the building and go to the the, the 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 bomb the airplanes to bomb them, and they destroyed a whole lot of people. They killed a lot of people. yeah. A provocation is not out of the question. And if you go to my Twitter feed at Monica Perez show, you can see that video I was talking about on Fox that showed a cave, a rebel cave, full of chemical canisters. So you might be right. I mean, we don't. This just proves we really don't know what's going on. But I have some smoking hot audio for you after the break. Tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. This will not stand, you know. This aggression will not stand, man. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. I am your libertarian voice on WSB. Saturdays from 3 to 6. So we're in the home stretch, But we have actually... A lot more to talk about, so let's try to uh, tick it off quickly. But first, I have to say, we've had a lot of activity uh, uh, during the break in response to the caller, uh, the last caller before the break, who told us that he thinks that uh, if they blew up an air conditioning factory, they would have had some chlorine. That sounded pretty horrible that uh, we have chlorine in our air conditioning. 
And Rachel, are you on? Are you on the line, Rachel? Can I hear you? Oh, sorry. Yep, I'm here. Yes. So the somebody called and said that's not true. Tell me what the caller, what somebody's called doesn't want to get on the air. But what do you got? Well, uh, someone called and said they work in the uh, air conditioning industry, and they said not a air conditioner in history <laughs> has ever been run or has used chlorine of any form. Okay. So so that was wrong. But now I've got I've got Binkley. Um, you said you got a tweet that clarified also, right? Yeah, Trump Fix tweeted that it's ammonia, not chlorine, used in the big AC units, but the world uses chlorine gas to purify water. Okay, so first of all, we never ever want to mix up ammonia and chlorine. Um, all right, well. Maybe that's true. Maybe it's not true. But chlorine for sure. I mean, there's chlorine in my pool. There's chlorine in the tap water, I know, or at least at some point, some stage in the process. So, yes, chlorine exists. And uh, but I but I'm not sure there is even evidence that there was a, um, a chlorine incident. I'm really not sure. So uh, let's I want to I've got one more call and I've got to I want to play some some more clips that I think are smoking guns. I'm going to Anthony and Covington. Hi, Anthony. Hello. You're on with Monica. Hi, Monica. Thank you for taking my call. Um, there's one other possibility that I think should be considered. I think the people who are saying that Assad does not have an interest in keeping the United States involved, they're all correct. And there is another actor in the Middle East who does have an interest in keeping the United States involved militarily, and that's Israel. And we should be thinking about who's there and who can pull off a false flag operation like this and start considering all the possibilities of, of this situation. Clearly, it seems to have been started when Trump said he was going to pull all the United States involvement out. Yeah, I'll tell you what, what I think about that. First of all, I did read in Haaretz, which I believe is a publication out of Israel, that by I don't know how I stumbled upon this, but it was an article from February that said Israel had bombed several times recently this the exact like research target that was in Damascus. So it definitely aligns with Israel's interests somehow. I really don't know what that research facility is about. If it really I doubt it's chemical weapons, because why would Israel really care about what Assad's doing to his own people. And I still don't buy that Assad is dropping chemical weapons on his own people. I don't I don't really think it was a false flag because uh I don't think I'm not sure it happened. And and the but the one place that when Trump said that he was going to pull out of Syria, now maybe he's being played, maybe he is really disconnected. But I'm not disconnected. And when I heard him say that, and I knew, I mean, I have never for one moment thought that we were not going to fight Syria to the death. Like, I do, I, I have never seen on the horizon us walking away from Syria in defeat. I just have never seen that. So when he said that, I thought, I said, I tweeted, I everything. This guy is, maybe he's pulling the troops out so that we can start bombing. Maybe this is the calm before the storm. Maybe it's a fake out. I don't know. Um, so when this started, you know, within a couple of hours, actually, a U.S. soldier was killed on the ground there. And I said, see, they're just 
and and the Wall Street Journal wrote an article the next day that said this is Obama 2.0. When you get out of the area, bad stuff starts to happen. But Obama 2.0 would mean 25,000 bombs a year because that's what Obama was doing. So, I, you know, maybe Trump is really unplugged and is just simply a guy who gets up there and says stuff he's told to say. Uh, but I, I saw all of these things playing out together. So I don't feel like it was a reaction to him saying that, although that is a possibility. I just, uh, I feel, I, I just feel like it's simply, whatever the interests are, geopolitical in the Middle East, um, I feel like Condoleezza Rice said that we were setting up a new Middle East with different borders, and we've been plugging along at that ever since. And, and we just heard from Naira, who set us up for um, engaging with Iraq the first time around, crying about babies getting thrown out of incubators. And uh, so she uh, was lying. She was acting. She was trained. She was coached. That was Iraq. And we're still there. Still there. Right? How many years ago? Is that 28 years ago That since she said that? I mean, literally, it's, it's mind-boggling. So, but Libya, the Libya, what happened in Libya and Syria happened at the same time, whatever it was, 2011, I can't remember now. We, our allies, us or whatever allies, went, sent rebels. I think the radical Islamists come from, Saudi Arabia sends them in there. I think that's in the record. I I, I think it's well-established, whatever, I don't know. But, um... We started, our allies started sending so-called rebels, they're not rebels, they're mercenaries to disrupt these regimes to Syria and Libya at the same time. And in Libya, they gave up, they immediately got control of the narrative, I guess, by taking over media or whatever. They did not get the control of the narrative in Syria, and that's why Syria fights on. But with Libya, it was a false narrative, and we used it, or... The Western powers, same people involved in, in bombing Syria right now, use this false narrative to justify just carpet bombing the place or, or strategically bombing things like hospitals, schools, water plants, stuff that would destroy the country and also generate contracts for Western corporations. It literally makes me physically ill to think about, look into Mike Rogers and his wife and their, their how they benefited from some of this stuff. It really came out when Hillary was running, but... Maybe only briefly. So, but here's so here's this crazy smoking gun I've got. It's uh, it's Gaddafi's son, Saif Gaddafi, called Dennis Kucinich, who was working hard to stop us from uh, leveling Libya. And what's really interesting about this is that Kucinich, after he heard this when it came out years later, said he had no idea who was taping this conversation. This is a conversation that was taking place in his office as congressman. And the way you hear it, the Gaddafi side is staticky and Kucinich side is clear. So I assume the tape recording took place on the Kucinich side, right? Because if it was taking place in Libya, Kucinich would be the one who was staticky. So that is just mind-blowing to me in the first place. But listen, hopefully, I should have typed it out so I could read it to you. Hopefully we can understand what Saif is saying. Let's start with clip 16. First of all, I want to talk about uh, certain facts. He will talk about facts where we have recording, we have videos, we have 
films, we have everything. First, the whole story was like, like, it's like exactly the WMD in Iraq. It was based on a false report. Uh, Libyan uh, airplanes bombing demonstrators, Libyan uh, airplanes bombing uh, districts in Tripoli, uh, Libyan army killed thousands, etc., etc. And now that the whole world found that it was, there is no single evidence that such things happened in, in, in Libya. We took the, the journalists, we took uh, uh, um, uh, many foreigners, we took them to, to the sites where they said that we bombed. And the, until now, there is not a single evidence that Libyan Air Force bombed civilians or killed civilians or demonstrators. This number one. So this is fact. So nobody can say now that the Libyan government, the Libyan army killed civilians. So the whole story was based on this. Okay, so that was the first one by Saif. And Saif was a bon vivant, like a, play, a big player in London. He used to, I believe his good friend was like a Rothschild. This guy was Gaddafi's way of westernizing Libya. He was bringing this guy back. He was a money manager, the Saif. After this happened, he ended up in a prison of one side or another of the factions that remained fighting. And, at, and, and when this revelation came out, it also came out that Gaddafi himself said, I will step down. I do not want this place to descend into anarchy. Just let me step down. Find someone to replace me who's suitable for you. But do not let this thing turn into chaos. And that's exactly what happened. And they killed him anyway. But this guy, Saif, got captured by one of those guys. They cut off some of his fingers, I think. I, he might have gotten out by now, but he was really in deep trouble for a long time. Uh, let's. Uh, I want to keep hearing what he had to say because he is saying this. These that the kind of atrocity propaganda that he said they disproved, and still we bombed. So let's um, let's play clip seventeen. Who is fighting now in Libya? I want to know. It's not even like Hamas or Hezbollah or uh, Moro Front in Philippines or the Basque in uh, in, in Spain. The, the people here are fighting are terrorists and gangsters. And we, we have the names, their photos, that everything, and they're well known. So I'm not talking about unknown people. We know the right. people. We know everything. We know, I mean, by names, by photos. Those people who are fighting us, and they get the whole support from NATO. And all of them, they are less than 1,000 in the whole country. So, I mean, can you imagine like a country like the United States? Forgetting six million Libyans, six million Libyans, and supporting one thousand gangsters and terrorists. And the same stories were coming out of Syria that that these are mercenaries coming in. But this last thing that he says is super sad because the same it, the same thing did come out of Syria. Let's hear clip eighteen. Then I'll tell you about it. Clip eighteen. Who are they? They are filming themselves every day. They hang people. They kill people. They execute people. They have. They, they, did, they did very terrible things against civilians. And they filmed themselves and they broadcast this to terrorize the Libyan people. So they mm. are not freedom fighters. So they are just gangsters and, 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 and terrorists. And they are filming themselves and they broadcast this every day. Really chokes me up practically because you remember in the beginning the same thing was happening in Syria. They would show the rebels like eating a soldier's heart or something remember it was just sick decapitating people it was they don't we don't see that stuff too much anymore but in the beginning they're probably because they were on the run but this is the stuff that 
they continue to generate, but you, but this doesn't get broadcast on the main. I remember when this first came out, I ran home <laughs> to turn on Fox <laughs> to hear them talking about it. And of course, you know, you heard it for one split second and then it was gone forever. But this is why people don't, can't recognize the, the propaganda for what it is because they get what they want and they never go back because the victor writes the history. So we're going to wrap it up after the break. Uh, you can still tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. You maniac! You blew it up! On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Sunny and cooler with a high of 60 forecast for Monday as the work week begins. But that could change. So stay tuned to WSB for weekend weather brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. And we are in the home stretch. But, David, I'm going to give you the last word. I'll give you 60 seconds. You are on with Monica. Go. Thank you, Monica. Uh, real quickly, back in 2009, I listened to an insider talk about what was going to take place in the Middle East. If they were going to turn the Middle East into total chaos, it would be funded by the elite with U.S. taxpayer dollars. They were going to get out Mubarak. They were going to get out Gaddafi. They were going to get out President Bashar al-Assad. Uh, it would start in Tunisia, which it did. This is a completely false flag chemical weapons attack. Trump said we're pulling out all military operations from Syria, and President Bashar al-Assad attacked the Children's Center with chemical weapons. That is absolutely a lie, and it is absurd to make that claim. But that doesn't that make any sense whatsoever. I mean, two and two don't equal 12. It doesn't add up. Uh, he would not do this. There are many Christians and missionaries that love President Bashar al-Assad. You will never hear this in the mainstream media. He has protected Christians ever since he has been in office. He is not an evil tyrant. He is nothing like what we are told. Don't believe any of it. Wow, David. That was a good use of one minute. That's the food for thought right there. And, you know, I'm so glad we ended with that because I feel like normally when it's when we're stuck in this um, this propaganda vortex that we get constantly with that 24 seven news cycle, you can never think for yourself. Since this happened last night, we've been able to kind of think for ourselves a little bit here and talk to each other. So uh once we started talking to each other, we've been doing this for three hours. Once we started talking, people feel like it's okay to talk like this and think like this. Because last week, we had a call from a guy who said, everyone wants you to think that everyone thinks a certain way. And even if everyone doesn't think that way, you don't say anything because you kind of think maybe they do. You just don't know. And and Binkley said there's a name for it. Um, the spiral of silence. Spiral of silence. I always get that wrong. Uh, so I think that we busted the spiral of silence, silence yeah. today. Just this one time. We're going to make a note of it. We're going to write down whatever episode this is on our propagandareportdaily.com. You can go to our website and get our podcast and get the podcast of these WSB shows commercial free. And that'll probably be up Tuesday or Wednesday. And uh, so I think this is a good start. Uh, I, I don't always have a lot of hope, but, uh, but at least we can still think and have courage and talk. Thank God that there's got to be some kind of free press or we wouldn't be here. So thank you so much, uh, everybody. I am Monica Perez. I'll be back next week on Sunday, not Saturday. So we'll talk to you then. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. 
No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.